up, everyone? I'm Ruthina Porterfield, and this is Liberated Conversations with Ruthina. It is the last episode of my first season, and I am feeling so thankful, which works out beautifully because that's exactly what this episode is all about. Um, 2020 has been a crazy year. I'm sure some of us at some point in time have probably found it a little difficult to be thankful and grateful. Well, we did a devotional, our last devotional of the year, and it was all about thankfulness and gratefulness. And we learned some new things to be thankful for. We learned some new ways to express that thankfulness and gratefulness. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about on this episode. So join the conversation. Hello, Erin. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. Of course. My I, I am um, excited just, I guess, because it's the last, it's the last episode of the first season. It's the last devotion of the year that we're doing together. I'm just kind of on a high. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was watching your intro just now thinking about how cool it is. I yeah. love it so much. It's, yeah. it's so weird. Um, the devotion that we did was actually called Thankfulness. Um, again, you guys, it is in the Bible app. You can always look it up. And it's on my Instagram at Ruthina Porterfield. And you'll see it there. So you don't have to. If you missed it, you can still jump in and do it um, and let us know your comments, what you thought about it. Yeah. Um, thanks to everyone who continues to watch and support um, but this one came in at a weird, um, not a weird time, but I guess at an appropriate time being that we did it, I think, immediately following Thanksgiving. Is that right? Yeah, it was the or end of Thanksgiving, very end of Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, I didn't want to be too corny um, in finding <laughs> a Thanksgiving plan, but right. I feel like this one was a good one. I liked it a lot. I felt like it definitely had some challenges and then different angles on things that I wasn't expecting because you see a devotional called thankfulness and you're kind of like, okay, I'm expecting some verses from Philippians and count your blessings type, you know, devotion content, which is all super great. Um, but right. this different. Yeah. Yeah. This one was different. Um, yeah. There were some, some points that I had a little trouble with. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I want to know. <laughs> We're definitely going to talk about that, but let's jump right in with day one, which was pretty, um, I think, pretty self-explanatory. Um, it was just talking about, for me, it was talking about life without hope mm -hmm. and understanding, um, you know, the beginning of being thankful is kind of understanding why you're yeah. supposed to be thankful. And um, But the main thing I got out of it was look at what your life would look like without Jesus, without Christ. Um, and for me, that's a life without hope. Mm. What did it look like for you? Same. Yeah. I, I'm looking back over my little notes here that I made and I just thought, yeah. gosh, I haven't really thought in a long time about what my life would be like without God and without Christ in my life. Um, because it has been a while. I became a Christian when I was 17, but I think when I, 
ponder the possibility sometimes when I'm in a dark place of um, like the absence of God or the absence yeah. of that hopefulness of having Christ in my life. It's, it's not a thought that I enjoy. So I always, it's a good reminder. It's like a little wake up call of like, these are my choices. And I, I, I don't really ever uh, want to choose the other way of looking at life, but once in a while, it's very tempting to when things are rough. Yeah, I um, I actually think about my life without him quite often, to be okay. honest with you. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say often, often, but it's like because I always compare my relationship with God like a relationship with a husband. Right. Mm-hmm. And in rela- or our boyfriend or whatever. And in those relationships, you go through those moments where it's like, darn, if I had gone this way, like if I had chosen something else, like I. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, in those times when I am frustrated and angry with him, I tend to not wonder what it would necessarily be like without him as Mm -hmm. much as it would if your role in my life wasn't so huge. Mm. What would my life look like? Right. Does that make sense? It does. And that's a really honest answer that I, I think I've also pondered. Like, man... I could be doing X, Y, and Z if I wasn't committed to this relationship. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to get really down to the nitty gritty, but that's a good point, Regina. Pretty much. I, yeah, I'm very, uh, I go through those scenarios and it's not every single day, yeah. but there are just moments. Um, there are moments when I'm down. There are actually moments when I look at someone else's life. And maybe it's not necessary. (laughs) Maybe it's not necessarily, I'm not envying their life, but I look at their life without the relationship with God. And I'm like, God, um, what, what makes our, the fact that I have you in my life, what makes it different from theirs? Like why, like, that's when I look at it. But it always comes back to that answer of that word hope for yeah. me. There is a hope that comes with this relationship mm-hmm. that is inexplicable. Yeah. There is a, for me, and I am over the last year and a half, I've been really studying and diving into the concept of hope, especially understanding the difference between hope and faith Mm -hmm. and um, really diving into that concept of what my hope is in Mm -hmm. and what, what, I don't know if you um, know the old hymn that used to say, um, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus's blood and righteousness. Yeah. Um, And I used to sing that when I was younger in church but I'm starting to get it now. I'm starting to understand it now. And I cannot imagine my life without that hope. And my heart goes out to people without that relationship because they don't have that hope. And that's what makes me grateful. That's what makes me thankful. Wow. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. It makes me think of, um, I don't know, just, the reason I feel like I have hope in God 
and that there's goodness in the world is just kind of like a base base level of like my thought process, like a kind of a deep cut is like, I know I've seen him change me. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I, I know that there's good and there's hopefulness in the world without God. I don't see myself having made the healthy changes in myself and in my life that I've made. And so I'm like, okay, there's hope for people. There's hope for me. That means there's something good and divine out there. And it's, it is Christ, you know, it's like proven over time in my life. Yeah. 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 It's it. um Yeah. That's the one thing for sure. Uh, oh, I wrote down the verse from day one. Okay. Because it's one of those verses that I actually, I quote almost every single day. And it's um, Psalms 103, Psalm 103. Okay. Um, and of course it starts off with bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me. Yay. But for real, sometimes I have to tell myself, okay, bless him. Like, yeah. but what I tend to find myself what I have to quote sometimes every day are the benefits, which is all about that thankfulness, right? These things to be grateful for those five benefits. And those, I think that's, that's verses like three or four or something like that. When he talks about all these benefits that we wake up with every morning because of this relationship. Yeah. It's a, uh, forgives all your sins, heals your diseases, redeems your life from the pit crowns you with love and compassion, satisfies your desires with good things, and your youth is renewed. Those are pretty good things. Like, okay. It's like, that's a lot. And what is that, two verses? Um, Yeah, three. Three verses. Like, so if you want to look for something to be thankful for, Mm -hmm. um. One of those actually kind of leads into day two. Well, it'll lead into day three. Okay. Uh, But day two Mm -hmm. talked about loving God and loving others. Mm -hmm. Right. And I had to check myself because one of the things that I love about my relationship with him is that it is really personal. Like I... I always tell people one of my jokes that is kind of not a joke, but it is a joke. But I always say I'm God's favorite. Like <laughs> I truly believe in the depths of my soul that I'm God's favorite. And like I value it's something that I value. That whole there's a verse that talks about us being the apple. Oh my God, my heart. It talks about us being the apple of his eye. Like yeah, I know. I'm gonna start calling you Apostle John because he's always like the one that Jesus loved. Like in his <laughs> Wasn't he? He was like, okay, just in case you forgot, yeah, I'm the one that <laughs> just in case you forgot. Two chapters later, just in case you forgot. <laughs> I love that, Ruthina, because I often forget that. I'm always just like, I am one of so many kids. It's like, I just get lost in the shuffle. But it's not. It's very personal. It's You're very personal. Yeah. It's very personal. You are his favorite. That, and it's it's a testament to how big he is that I am his favorite. And you genuinely are his favorite. Like, there is, yeah. there is a piece of him for all of us that's just and to be it's not even a piece of him he offers us his entire self 
that's pretty Ooh, deep. Like, wrap my brain around it, really. Like, <laughs> wow. It's a, it's a huge thing. And I, I had to check myself on day two. And I think I wrote a lot about it because I often talk about this love that I have for him. And I sometimes even brag on it um, that I have for him and that he has for me. But I never thought about the aspect or, or the, even the, the, the point of his love for me was to share it with others. Aaron, I, I honestly never, and I should have, it seems like I should, I absolutely should have grasped that. I think I always thought the fact that I was talking about how much I love him and talking about how much he loves me, I thought that was sharing it, you know? Now I understand your comment better in the devotion notes. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I had to really check myself and be like, you know, it almost feeds to a to a non-believer or to someone who is just kind of going to church and kind of going through the motions. Mm-hmm. You hear it often from people, oh, but they're different. They're like really, they're one of God's, you know, special, mm-hmm. special people. That I can't, that can't be me. God can't use me. Like that. Yeah. And I had to check myself because it's like I almost feel feel like I've been feeding into that that notion. It uh, or rather I have to be careful now. Uh, I yeah. will I will from now on be careful to feed into that notion. Oh, Ruthina's different. Oh, Aaron's different. Like her relationship is on a different mm-hmm. level. No, I my relationship with him is on a level that you can not only get to, but surpass. Right. I I agree with you 100%. And I think my take on it is that when I realized what you're talking about right now, I looked back at my life and I thought all these times when I really felt like, okay, I I didn't know Christ yet. I I wasn't a Christian, Um, but I had a new, I had like a fresh perspective, a new set of eyes on it. And I was like, oh, I see where God was working and moving in my life through people, through circumstances, speaking to me through nature. What, however, you know, I was getting input from him. I just didn't fully know him as well as I do now. Yeah. So it's not like I wasn't as important to him or that I wasn't already in some sort of way connected to him. It's just like a more of a, um, a blossoming of that relationship and getting to learn intentionally more about him, which is really brings me a lot of peace and joy. Yeah. 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 I, um, it's one of those things where as your relationship grows, as your relationship evolves, Mm -hmm. you learn more about each other and you learn more about yourself. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so day two was definitely a, a check yourself for me, for sure. That, I'm glad you shared that because, yeah, I had no, I, I mean, I just, it's, we we're learning different things sometimes, you know, and it's cool because then we get to hear about it from each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I love the way they worded it when they said how, how you stop the process. Love is supposed to be, oh, it's so beautiful the way it, they put it. Love is supposed to be a, almost like a revolving Mm. circle constant thing where he places it in us it's supposed to come out and he again 
replenishes that. So that's this love that he gives to us where we're supposed to be so grateful for Mm -hmm. is supposed to fill us up, overflow into someone else. And we're not supposed to hoard it. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, it was a check yourself day for me. Mm. Um, Okay, so day three. Okay. All right. So (laughs) she's like, oh, boy, here we go. (laughs) I'm so ready because this was your day. (laughs) Yeah, I think I put in the comment section on on our devotional on the Bible app. If you guys want to join us there, we have some great conversations. So next time, join on in there. Um, We had a couple of um, amazing people that did this time. But yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I um yeah, forgiveness is a touchy subject for people. Um here's here it, it's funny because I keep going back to Psalm 103, right? Mm-hmm. The very first benefit that we have is forgiveness. That's the yeah. very first benefit. Oh, that's such a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we can't hoard it. We can't like yeah. you can't ask him to give us a benefit that we don't give to others. Um, hmm. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts because I just spilled my guts on day two. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just looking at my little note here of what I wrote. Um, Crazy day. Allowing yeah. thankfulness to rise in me as I re- like uh, understand how much forgiveness I've received. So mm-hmm. I think this is one where I could grow. I think on a daily basis, I'm thankful for things. And then I, I kind of go between two sides of a pendulum, right? So one okay. is, like, I feel so bad. I need to work on these things to the point where um, it's a little bit of an unhealthy amount of sort of like Brene Brown talks about like the shame or whatever. So kind of going into more like belaboring the point with myself, whereas rather, you know, like in, I think, First John, I believe there's a scripture where God's like, confess your sins and you're forgiven mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it's kind of like a, okay, you're working on it, but like that specific sort of uh, transgression, if you will, is like, okay, God's covered that already. So you can move forward. And then sometimes I swing to the other side too far, which is like, I'm not really thinking about it too hard. I just kind of say like, okay, God, please forgive me for this. So I like when I'm in the sweet spot of a balance of realizing like the gravity of something that I've said or thought yeah. or done yeah. um, or, and then, but also being like, but yeah, okay, it's covered. I'm moving on. I'm going to keep this in mind as I move forward and let God continue to grow me so that I can do this less and less because it's hurts myself or other people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I love the way you, the, the metaphor, the visual of the pendulum, because we all are on one. And so, um, and what what is on the end, on those ends that we sway from change from day to day. Yes. Um, and from situation and circumstance to circumstance and all of that stuff. Um, one of the biggest things, well, two things I got from that day, two things. One, I had, I, I had never thought of forgiveness being tied to gratefulness or thankfulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it that way. Um, I, I guess I should have because I'm, I'm grateful that 
Jesus saved me from my sins and everything. And but I never thought of it as as it being tied together. And Mm -hmm. then I looked at the word forgiveness Mm -hmm. and saw that give is smack dab in the middle of the word. Wow. Forgiveness. I never thought of that before, Ruthina. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, my bad. Like, (laughs) my bad. Yeah. You know? Um, Because I think even the verse, the verse that they chose to uh, exemplify that particular attribute for, to exemplify and exemplify forgiveness is when the woman came to worship him and he was saying, um, you know, her sins are forgive, forgiven. Mm-hmm. Like, is that more or less or something like that? It was saying, I was, and I just kept thinking forgiveness is something that is given, putting the definition into the word, like, but what happens as a result of forgiveness is him giving us so much because when you when you're ticked off at somebody when you are angry and upset with somebody you don't want to give them anything you don't want them to have anything no and the whole idea of forgiveness is freedom and now i understand is it is the freedom that allows you to continue to, oh my gosh, I'm starting to get this, Aaron. It's this freedom that allows you to give the love that he's placed in here. Mm-hmm. So it's this freedom that allows you to give everything that he's placed in here to give it out. Wow. So yeah. when I saw that, when I just now, from this point on, when I think about forgiveness, because I I'm not a person that holds grudges too much, mm-hmm. but it's because I'm one of those people that you can push and push and push and push and push and push and push. <laughs> and what happens with me is you push me to a point because I let it go and let it go. Mm-hmm. And then once I hit that point, I cut you off completely. Mm-hmm. So I'll take it and take it and take it. Now I will look at it as, and it's so funny. Now I'm hearing in my spirit and in my head when Jesus told Peter, was it Peter who asked him how many times we have to forgive someone? And Jesus was like, 70 times seven. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it was Peter. But yeah, 70. It, times it seven. would be him because he's always extra. Like, I, <laughs> like that's the joke that I have with the, the high school ministry at my church, I always just tell him, look, just Peter was always extra. Like he just, he never just took what Jesus said. Just, it was always, a, my favorite kind of extra moment with him uh-huh. is, is when <laughs> Jesus was like washing people's feet. He was like washing the disciples' feet the night before. Yeah. And he and Peter's like watching this whole thing, Aaron. He's like watching this whole thing. Uh-huh. And he gets to Peter and he's like, I'm not letting you wash my feet. You're Jesus. You're Jesus. There's I'm not gonna let you wash my feet. And Jesus is like, You gotta love him. He's like, Peter, I know you don't understand what I'm doing, but just you have to let me do this. Uh-huh. So he's 
still argues with him. Again, you have to read the story over like again. <laughs> he still argues with him and Jesus finally says, okay, listen, if I don't wash your feet, you don't have a part of me. Like this is the whole point. You have to have a part of me. So Peter being extra, he goes, okay, well just don't wash my feet, wash my hands and wash my head and wash everything. And Jesus even says, Jesus comes back with, I just have to wash your feet, dude. Like, (laughs) like, that's like, Peter was just always extra. He was, I feel like I'm kind of like Peter in some ways. Really? I, yeah. I don't feel like I have a lot of doubts, but I feel like sometimes I just don't quite. I, I just feel like I have to do too much on my own and I don't allow God to carry me sometimes when he's always like, I got you. I got you. What are you doing? Like, uh, like cut it out, girl. Oh my gosh. How many times have I had that moment? And it's so funny. I had to, um, I had to teach, uh, high school ministry Tuesday. And I finally under, had a clear understanding of Isaiah 41 10, mm-hmm. where at the end, God says, I will uphold you with my right hand. Mm-hmm. And basically all he's saying, and that is, I got you like that's Yes. Okay. Wait, I need to write that down. What is that? Oh, I, Isaiah 41 10. Okay. It's so cool. Oh my gosh. If you haven't read that verse, oh my gosh. That's what God's been saying to me this week actually is I've got you. And I was like, in what way? And he's like, emotionally. And I was like, okay, good. Because that's what I needed. (laughs) Oh, trust me, honey. When you read Isaiah 41, 10, you're going to, okay, now I have to read it for you. Like I have to read it for you, but I I pretty much know it. it. It basically says, fear not. Mm. or I am with you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry because I'm yours. Mm. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand, which is basically saying, I got you. Like yeah. he oh, basically yeah. goes through the entire. I love, I love it. I'm going to write that down really quick because I love it. <laughs> he goes through. It's such a great verse to exemplify um, what he's trying, the point he's trying to get to us, chill. I got you. I need you to chill out. I got you. Talk about something to be grateful for, right? Wow. But yeah, and don't just read 4110. Read like a, continue reading. Okay. Because he actually says it over and over again in the chapter. Okay. <laughs> I've heard that verse before, but now it might I think it's going to mean something deeper to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I love the word. I love how the word it, it's living, right? Yeah. That's, what, that's what it means when they say that the word is living. It means I can read it one day and get one thing. Yeah. And then two years later, read the same thing and get something else. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, me too. Um, Okay, so day four was a difficult one for me. Okay, I'm opening my notes here. Let's see, day four. Day four was about mm-hmm. peacemakers and making peace. Yeah, yeah. And I had issues with that. Um, mm-hmm. Not because I like drama or I'm not, you know, I do like to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like confrontation, 
But she said something or they said something in there where that I kind of disagreed with. Yeah, let's hear it. I want to hear. She said that to make peace, you have to lose some of your peace. Oh, okay. Let me. I'm going to get to. Let's 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 let's, look at it here. So she said the fact is it's it's the last sentence of the first. You see it. And I'm Mm going to read it for those who are listening and those who are watching. Mm -hmm. Um, It says the fact is being a peacemaker is often disruptive to your own peace if it is only about ourselves. We must serve someone else at the cost of our own peace. Why? Why I gotta lose my peace by giving? I, I if you get it, I'm all ears. Okay. Well, I mean, I think. So, so the reason I commented what I did was kind of like, um, for me, I took it as, and I don't know what she meant, but as like. I'm going to go out of my, to use a catchphrase, like comfort zone, to go out of what I feel comfortable with or what's comfortable for me, or it might cost me something to go and say to someone, you know what? I forgive you. Or, you know what? Do you forgive me? I want to make peace with you. So I I took it along those lines, but I understand why you're taking issue with it. um, Because that seems we shouldn't lose any peace. I, but I, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe I am coming at it from a selfish place. I don't know. I just don't. What happened to he'll keep you in perfect peace if your mind has stayed on him? Mm-hmm. Like what happened to, um, I mean, I just. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I, and why should it cost me my peace? Why should I lose peace? So you can have, and now it, as I'm saying it, it does sign a, kind of sound selfish. I Maybe it's the idea of stepping outside of yourself. Yeah. And having peace with stepping outside of yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm at a loss. Please I mean, leave comments in blue. <laughs> no, I'd love to hear. I do have one other thought as well while people are, are commenting um, is like, you know, I think that as Christians, there's an idea of, because it is in scripture about being self-sacrificial and, you know, uh, I think we can take it too far. And I think maybe you're reacting in a healthy way with a boundary of like, no, that's not healthy to lose my peace in order to, you know, be a peacemaker. I think she might be coming from that vein of thinking of like, you know, we have to sacrifice even our own peace to like do what's called of us to be holy slash a peacemaker. And I think um, it's like with everything, there's a harmony and a balance to it. And I think, um, I don't know, mm-hmm. not to get like, well, I just, I will, I'll go there. Go so there, girl. <laughs> when there's like <laughs> codependency or abuse in a family or a, uh, you know, dysfunctionality in a relationship. I mean, I'm not a counselor, but like just things I've studied and talked through on my own with, you know, therapists and different things. I think like um, there's a side of Christian culture that just takes it a little bit too far. 
And, and I'd love to have people comment. You might disagree or agree. Um, but I think just getting wise counsel from people around you, seeking the Holy Spirit, seeking scripture, using common sense and wisdom that God's given you to think, am I giving so much that it's unhealthy? Am I going to this extreme to make a peace in a, make peace in a situation that um, maybe God's not calling me to go to my ex and say something? Maybe hmm. it is. Maybe is maybe God's calling me to give this much money and be this sacrificial, or maybe He's not. Maybe I just feel guilty because I feel like I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be a good Christian. So I think weighing those things is sometimes important. So I think for me, the fact that you're reacting the way you are, Ruthina, is really healthy. I see it as a sign of you being like, "Oh no, 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 no! Nothing's going to take my peace away." <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Great. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I it's taking. I think since I hit dating ourselves as actors shouldn't do this but <laughs> since i hit 40 a little pat i'm a little past 40 now but um i really have gotten to a space where i'm like um if you're going to take my peace or if this is going to take my peace i don't want any part of it i just i you get to a point where it's like okay i have this much life left mm-hmm. Do I want to live in this space? Yeah. And I, 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 I'm not willing to sacrifice that. Now, I will. I can see it from an aspect of, OK, let's make peace in the situation. Mm-hmm. I can see it as an aspect of how can I contribute the whole idea of being salt of the earth? Yeah. And how can I contribute to uh kind of calming this down, toning this down. Um, how can I contribute to that and bring yeah. peace? I'm cool with that. Yeah. But I'm not. And yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to pray on this one. Yeah. No, <laughs> I totally hear you on all of that. I second everything you just said. I'm in the same place. And so I'm like, well, okay. Uh, you know, whether it's, you know, with dating or job stuff or acting stuff or, um, you know, relationships, friendships. It's like, if it's going to cost me something that's that much and that, and or take this much time or energy in a way that I don't want to give, but more importantly, God's not asking me to give or not asking me to focus on it in that way. Um, then I really have to stop and pause. And think yeah. About it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, no. but I can, I am thankful for peace. Again, this was the thankfulness. So yeah. I'm thankful for peace. Okay, so day five. Yep. Was about joy. Yeah. Right. And I think we're all clear that there's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is situational. Um, joy is sustainable. Um, so there's that. And I think for me it's full circle because that my joy comes from the hope that I have. Yeah. Um, that's probably the thing that gives me the joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so funny in my head, I'm looking back on my life, um, particularly in shameless plug, my book, I write about a lot of stuff in my book that comes out next year in 2021, liberated from, the Hill. Um, but Liberated from the Hill, the book focuses specifically on one of the darkest times of my life Mm -hmm. when I did not have hope. And I can pinpoint 
when I had joy and when I lost joy. Mm -hmm. And when I didn't have joy, I look back at those that time period and it was because I did not have hope. I felt very hopeless. So my joy was gone because there was nothing to hope for. Mm-hmm. If you're hopeless, there, there's you're not looking forward to anything. You're right. not believing in anything, you know. So what is there to have joy in? Mm-hmm. And I feel like even as I'm speaking now, I feel like joy and hope must be directly linked. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm thinking because yeah. if you're constantly hopeful. That means you're constantly looking forward to something. Yeah. So if you're constantly looking forward to something, then you have something to sustain you. That's where your joy comes from, I guess. I would agree. Yeah. I think for me, it's just, it's similar. It's like, I, I have hope that something good will happen each day that I wake up and that God has good plans. And I do, I take joy. That gives me joy for sure. Um, I think, I was looking at my little note here. So the progression of thankfulness, forgiveness, peace, and then wisdom. And that um, thankfulness is a priming pump and gets all those other things flowing. And then it leads to the joy. I like that idea of it. It sounds like a lot of the, I guess those are the fruits of the spirit. Yeah, it does kind of sound peace, definitely peace and joy for sure. Um you're good. I remember reading your comments and I was like, oh, she got the link? Because I didn't. <laughs> I, I was like, okay. I mean, I enjoyed the devotion that every aspect, you know, yeah. really pulling out every element. Yeah. But I didn't quite get the connection, like how it was all. Yeah, I'm looking back at the devotional to see what how she puts it. Um yeah, begets the other, begets the other, and hmm, yeah. Oh, you may be perfect, lacking nothing. Um, right. What's the scripture about like? Isn't James? Your joy will be complete. Is that yeah, James? James one, when he says um, that you may be, um, but James one really is based in that whole aspect of patience and endurance, Mm -hmm. um, which is something she didn't touch on patience and endurance here. No, but I do get the whole idea of being perfect and complete and entire lacking in nothing. It's one of the scriptures that I've been um, repeating constantly for the last year or so um, during this time that is such a transitional period for me um, to understand that whole concept. Uh, But I will say aspect then um then it kind of that that aspect of being complete and entire lacking in nothing mm-hmm. when i look at it from that aspect then yeah i can everything is linked right that's all of that builds on each other right exactly yeah i was looking up what scripture that is and i couldn't find it right now but um i think you're right it's in james yeah right I'll yeah i'm pretty sure it's in james one oh, okay toward the end okay yeah, it's James one. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's one of those things. And it's funny because I've been actually quoting James one with, is it Romans 10 and 13 that I've been? Yeah, the the anytime it's, I think I text you that verse to um, to pray 
over me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been kind of quoting those things together mm-hmm. to to kind of get a grasp on this transitional period, um, which kind of leads me to how I want to close out okay. um, our last devotional yeah. of the year. Um, so I'm looking at 2020 and for you guys that are joining us at the end, I'm seeing this. Um, you guys just know that even though we are done with the devotional of thankfulness, you guys, please jump in. You can t- you can still do it. It's mm-hmm. on the Bible app. We'd love to hear your comments. You can yeah. comment either here or when you watch it on YouTube, after you do the devotional, leave comments. We're so excited to hear about what, what you thought. Yeah. But um, as I look at, um, as we close this out in the last episode and all of that stuff, and I'm looking at thankfulness, how have you, first of all, have you found it difficult to be thankful this year? Mm, honestly, no. Okay, great. It doesn't mean I didn't have a lot of other negative emotions all yeah. in there, but it didn't diminish my thankfulness. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me too. I had those moments where, um, and see for me, it what my moments weren't linked to COVID or um, like the, the racial injustice and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to, for me, large things that happened, mm-hmm. I am very aware and I pay attention and I address within myself, but I, I easily detach myself mm-hmm. because I look at my life um, almost at a minute scale mm-hmm. so that I don't allow the outside to taint or infiltrate or mess up the inside. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm able to do that sometimes. And then sometimes I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a skill I have practiced and practiced and practiced. And it, mm-hmm. one, I can honestly say now I'm good. Like yeah. I know how to, but because, and you know what else it is to Aaron. I've always been a person that put up, put up wall, put up, puts up walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to make those divisions. Um, I had to learn. I think I've done it instinctively just growing up. And also um, because I've been so deep into, I've, I've been, like I said, I suffer from anxiety. I've been through depression. I've had suicide attempts. Like I, mm-hmm. the way to get past those and, and survive those for me was initially to put up walls. Now I found out different things. In fact, in one of the days, someone who uh, joined us actually put something about mm-hmm. depression in the... Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I have to... I want to address it because I think she might be watching, if you're watching, because I definitely want to understand what the comment was. Yeah. Yeah. This was on the day, day two, when it was talking about loving God and loving others. Mm-hmm. And the comment said that half of the depression diagnosis can be healed mm. through taking the love of God and sharing it 
with others. Mm-hmm. And so um, I used to put up walls to prevent that, mm-hmm. that I had to deal with. And so um, yeah. I think for me this year, I, I've been, I've had to seek out specific things to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. I wake up with ingratitude, but throughout the day, I have to seek out things to continue to live in that gratitude. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how are you looking at going into 2021? Um, I'll be honest. It's been a rough couple of weeks. I think thinking about uh, the holidays looking very different. Those are, can be challenging uh, for different reasons anyway. So I've been feeling like God is stable and consistent and good and continues to bless me. My emotions have been a bit up and down and I don't know if anyone out there can relate, but um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to beginning the year and ending this year in a place of introspection, but not of isolation, if that makes sense. I want to kind of look inward and think about what are my deep, like, whys? Why am I after? Why am I doing the work that I do? Why am I in the relationships, in friendships that I, you know, exist in my life? Right. And why? And and, I just want to be open to any deep work that God wants to do. Yeah. Um, Any healing, any sort of sealing of of things or, or, you know, if I need to have a conversation with someone, I texted some friends the other day. I was like, Hey, I'm just checking in about this conflict that had come up. Are we good? Are we resolved? Because I want to take it off. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm in kind of a, it feels scary only because it feels vulnerable, but not in a bad way. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it's so funny when you just talked about calling your friend um, to make sure some conflict was resolved. I went back to the whole peacemaker thing. Like, Oh, yes. Like, oh, she reached out to give to, to make peace. Did she sacrifice any of her peace to do that? Like, I was nervous and it took it. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I think <laughs> the ultimate end is. I'm still in, I'm in a place of peace and I'm good. But if I'm going to sacrifice a sustainable amount of peace, then I have issues. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, going into 2021 for me, I honestly, well, like, I think I said this from, um, from my launch, even from my launch for me, my new year is my birthday new year. I consider like I celebrate the calendar year, mm-hmm. but for me, New Year's Day, January 1st is my halfway point. Oh. February is, half, is me ha- actually halfway, but January is usually like that halfway point for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's assessment time. That's what it usually is for me. Mm. In January, it's like, okay, we're going to take this whole month. We're going to look back at the last six months Mm -hmm. and we are going to assess, evaluate and all that good stuff because I want to finish strong. Wow. That's how I look at it. Wow. And so that is how I'm going to end this episode. I want to encourage people to finish 
strong. Mm. And I think part of finishing strong is gratitude, gratefulness, thankfulness. Yeah. Looking back at however crazy this year may have been for you, the fact that you're still here. Yes. Is a jumping off point to be grateful and to say, okay, yes. What's next? Yeah. Right. I love that, Ruthina. I'm going to remember that when I'm journaling about the end of the year. (laughs) So Aaron, thank you for joining me for the first season. Thank you for having me. It's been really uplifting for my soul. Um, It's been challenging and it's been eye opening. Yeah, it's been really cool to get just different perspectives and everything. Mm-hmm. So I am looking forward to next season. Yeah. The next, You guys, the next devotional is going to be in February. That's going to be the next devotional. We're going to announce it at the end of January. That's what we're going to do. We're going to announce it at the end of January, and it'll be a good one. Yes, it will. Right. Thanks, Erin. Hang in there for a second. So you guys, that's is the last episode of the first season of Liberated Conversations with Ruthina. Thank you to everyone who has supported through listening, watching, um, commenting, posting, all of that stuff. This has been such an amazing endeavor and I have learned so much that I'm going to apply to season two, which starts in February, this episode, of course, will be up on the seven on the seventh of the yes the seventh of December, and our next episode will be up on February seventh. But you will hear about the new devotional at the end of January. In the meantime, Merry Christmas! Have a blessed New Year. Stay thankful and finish strong. All my love, peace, stay cool, and God bless.